Ella. Ella, Ella. Ella, Ella. Hello. Oh, hey. Hi, what's up? So, we're back for another episode of R&B. Welcome back to episode cinco. Episode cinco. <laughs> so, you guys might have been wondering, yo, where my where my people at last week? But yeah. the struggle was real, let me tell y'all. <laughs> we had tests, we had lab, we had so much stuff to do, it's not even funny. But we are so happy to be back here at the R&B studios where we came to share our thoughts and ideas with you. We just came to party, honestly. Hey. Just kidding. <laughs> I need a drink, though, for How are you guys? It's been a minute. We missed you. So during our break, we did a little thinking about like the structure of the show and how we want the show to go. And we think that we're going to move our get to the point segment to the front because um, when people watch the show, they want us to get to the, get fucking, to the point. fucking point. <laughs> um, our show usually has a title and that title is what attracts people. So we want to make sure that we're getting to that as fast as possible. So let's get to the point. A. Hey. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was Robert who did it. I was like, what the heck? <laughs> All right, but anyways, uh, what are we talking about this week, Robert? This week's Get to the Point is going to be a very interesting topic. We are going to talk about toxic masculinity. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of y'all probably sitting at home like, toxic masculinity? What the fuck is that? I feel like a lot of people have heard the term toxic masculinity used, but no one can really define it you know even though it is a quite simple definition um so we had to look it up and we just want to educate our listeners and our viewers so we can have a good conversation about it all right so the definition for toxic masculinity (laughs) is it's defined by adherence to traditional marital gender roles that restrict the kind of emotions allowable for boys and men to express, including social expectations that men seek to be dominant, the alpha male, and limit their emotional range primarily to expressions of anger. Mm-hmm. So that was a lot of words. It's a lot of words, um, <laughs> but I think everyone has experienced toxic ma- toxic masculinity <laughs> in their lives um and in probably every day and since this is about men i will let you give your opinion first all right so in true tradition <laughs> try <Tried> it <laughs> so i think that this whole idea of toxic masculinity starts from a very young age where we are raised as like men or not men but boys are meant to like blue and meant to like sports and if you don't then there's something wrong with your child. You know, you feel like, why isn't yeah. my kid playing sports? Why doesn't he like the color blue? Like, you know? And the fact that the only reason why people are doing that, the crazy part is, is because society told them to. What happens if back then society was like, oh, the guys like pink? Then all of a sudden, everybody would like pink, and it wouldn't be. Well, I don't even think it's necessarily about liking a certain color, because I mean, girls can like blue too. But I think what it more is associated with is when you know people are pregnant with kids, and when they have the babies, um, their gender is associated with a color. And like, just like I just said, women, girls, whatever, can like the color blue. They can like any color they want. But God forbid that a little boy or a man like the color pink. Because men aren't allowed to be feminine, whereas it's okay kind of for a girl to be a tomboy. Yeah, for sure. I just think that, like, it's just really funny because as parents, people, like, have kids and they already have an expectation of what this kid's going to do. Oh, my son's about to be a basketball player. He's about to be famous. He's about to be getting all the girls. And I'm like, this kid isn't even born yet. And you're talking about him getting all the girls. growing up. They don't even know their identity. And I think that also stems into the other conversation of um, people accepting their kid's sexuality. Like, you know, a lot of parents have little boys as 
kids and they expect them to be, you know, be football players, be basketball players, whatever, be these big macho men. But what if your kid is not like that? What if he's homosexual, you know, and he wants to do other things? And growing up in an environment where you feel like you have to adhere to a certain ideal, uh, people struggle to find themselves and to find their identity. And that creates a lot of mental issues. Anyways, I digress. That's a conversation for another time. Yeah, so on to back to the toxic masculinity. I think that like a lot of people do it to their children by accident. Like I said, I think it's like a social norm type of thing. Mm-hmm. Like so, they embed it in like their rationale of how they should be and how they should act. Yeah, so in my in my own personal example, I'm like uh, my parents, two great freaking amazing individuals and like i don't think it's them i think that the black culture in general i was raised where like say like you know you are crying because you're upset because of whatever um a typical response would be shut up stop all that crying for like you something to cry about Mm -hmm. and it's like okay so instead of like actually um coming down to the reason as to why you're upset and why you're having those emotions it was like oh just turn it off which is great and everything because I mean it showed me that like don't let your emotions run you don't let it overrun you all that good stuff but now the issue is is that I am <laughs> emotional not not emotional I am not emotional to a fault so people might hear that and be like oh that sounds like that's great not even not, not having emotions that's great and you would and like at times yes why because I don't deal with fuck shit I don't really get hurt that much you know that's just nothing that really happens to me but at the same time when it's time to be like vulnerable and open up, I have a hard time with that. Yeah, for sure. And of course, I've been friends with you for a long time, so I can see that happening all the time. Um, and I do think that it is something that you have to work on because that was the way that you were raised. And I understand kind of why they did it. But at the same time, if you're going to have any fruitful connections or relationships, friendships, anything like that, you are going to have to be vulnerable Um, especially in a relationship, you know, because you're getting to the core of who you are and trying to share that with someone else. And if you're not letting them know how you feel about something, then it's never going to work. So I get the whole like, if it's not, if I'm not open, it's not going to work. I just think it's a lot easier said than done. No, Just because, yeah, my whole entire life I've been trained to like act one way and to react to situations in a certain way. So it's like kind of ingrained in me and kind of like embedded in me. But I think that like in terms of like the way I was raised, that's the only part that would be toxic masculinity. I mean, yes, I was like steered to basketball. I played basketball my whole entire life when I was a child. And I was steered to sports. So I played like all sports, but mainly basketball. But I played soccer. I played football. I played a whole bunch of stuff. And I mean, now that I'm in, uh, now that I am an adult, I realize that like I am a lot more creative and that like I wish I would have been like pushed towards guitar or like expressing myself in a more something that's kind of like less masculine yeah or less masculine or just something more creative in my opinion but i mean the issue with toxic masculinity is that like how do i explain this this is gonna be a little cycle so you have a guy the guy's raised by his dad dad always wanted a son great he finally gets a son so he raises his son to be the person that he wants him to be he's you're gonna play football you're gonna do this you're gonna do that you need to get all the bitches you need to do this you need to do that you tried it you need to get (laughs) all the bitches and but okay just like to interject for one second um of course uh little boys want to be just like their dad but it's also moms that push their sons to be masculine you know yeah um i think 
I don't even know if it's like just in general, but I know that like back in the day, moms wanted their kids to be like masculine and they also wanted them to find like women and have families and stuff like that. And I think that people had the misconception that if you weren't a super macho guy, then no one was going to be interested in you, you know? So yes, men but also women. Yeah, so then the mom and the dad force this kid to, you know, be the, become this person. And now we have this guy out in the world who um, treats people like shit because the, the, the issue it is not masculinity. When you're masculine, that doesn't mean that you're disrespectful or that you're pushy or that you're arrogant. That's not... I think that's what it turns into. Yeah, exactly. That's where toxic masculinity comes yeah. into. But the, just being masculine doesn't mean that you have to be a mm-hmm. dick. Because so, you can be sensitive and masculine. And I think that... That's the ideal combination. You yeah, know? for sure. So back to my scenario, this kid's out in the world. And I mean, I'm not going to I'm just going to go by my own personal like experience. But for some reason, girls actually are attracted to this hyper masculine guy who's, oh, I go to the gym all the time. And Fucking I'm super buff. Yeah. But for some for some reason, girls like are interested in that. Yeah. So then once again, that's reinforced. So then that guy is rewarded for his shitty behavior. And then he has a son. And then what does he do? I mean, I got my wife like this. I I, I went through life like this. Yeah, and I got, sure. you know, for some reason, it seems like that type of behavior is rewarded a lot more than it should be. I think part of that is like some weird like primal (laughs) instincts you know what i mean because i think that the whole reason that people even developed this in the first place was because men are supposed to be the providers you know and so a provider can't be too emotional or then they're not gonna be able to go out and gather food and defend their family and stuff like you have to be tough you know and so i think it started from way back when humans were created and it's just involved evolved into this and so yeah people raise their sons to be super macho and emotionless because you're supposed to be the providers of your family you're supposed to protect your family but how can you protect your family when you're crying in the corner is what they see you know and i think that it didn't it wasn't always supposed to be something bad and something negative but i think once you uh put that type of mentality into someone's head and then men already just being very dominant people i feel like in general um it just turns into something very toxic you know it's like when someone goes um on a power trip you know you give someone a little bit of power and then it just turns into this just massive toxic situation to where um a lot of the men in society uh see themselves as alpha and they try to be above other men and then any men that don't behave the same way as them they're looked down upon and uh they try to start fights, they try to start arguments, like bar fights, you know, all this stuff just to assert their dominance over people yeah, and their for wives. Sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I can definitely say that I've like experienced with this. I mean, even with the guys that you used to talk to. So as you guys could probably see, we were like really close in terms of like friends and shit. Mm-hmm. So I'm a, I'm a very like laid back guy who's confident in who I am. So for some reason, that, <laughs> that definitely, going. that definitely like, um, triggers guys in terms of like the people that you're talking to and I get it I get why because when you have somebody who's around somebody who you're interested in and they're super confident in who they are and they're not really pressed 
about you guys being mm-hmm. together, it's, it, it, it automatically becomes a competition, which is funny yeah. because there really is no competition because yeah, like, yeah, we're, we're all, both of us are playing in different play, like paying fields, but they feel like, oh, this guy is trying to, you know, step up on my territory. Yes. And, so, and they see me, as they, well, not me in particular, but I think a lot of men see women as territory and that's where like the whole, I need to assert my dominance over this other guy comes from, especially in friendships. But not only does that happen with men, that also happens with girls like out of jealousy but i think more so for girls it's i'm afraid that i'm gonna lose my man to this girl where it's like i just need to be better than this guy that my girl is friends with like you know yeah for sure i think for for men it's like this is mine and the fact that he is taking a part of what's mine because i mean the the overall bottom line is is that our connection is going to be like better than most Especially with better than people that were like talk at you just because they don't yeah. they haven't known you as long. They don't know, you know, who you are as a person or such like that. Yeah, yeah. So Yeah, so I mean it's it's yeah. threatening and like I get it and I just sit back and I laugh because 'cause I'm like <laughs> it's so funny to me because I'm like I I see the person getting upset. I see them like getting in their head like, Oh, this guy, you oh know my God, he's he, he he won't say it, but I mean I know he likes her, blah blah blah. And I'm like Literally yeah. every single time <laughs> that I'm dating or talking to someone, I I just know that Robert is going to be some sort of issue or conversation that we have to have because me and Robert are extremely close. And when people see us interact so freely and, you know, be so close, they're they're threatened by it because it's like, wait, why are you guys so close? Why aren't you dating? Why aren't you this? Why aren't you that? Oh, why are you, you laugh so much more with him? Like, you know, people get really threatened by things and it just sucks because I wish that men weren't so like i gotta be like alpha male to each other so that i could just like bring people around and it would be just a relaxed situation where we can all just have some drinks sit down (laughs) and talk but like there's so many stories the one that sticks out in my head is do you remember when um i was dating that guy let's call him phil Okay, Phil. It's a terrible name. Okay. Okay, it's not a terrible name, but <laughs> it's just very far off from who he is. He's not a Phil. <laughs> um, but we were at uh, like this food truck event, and it was just me and Robert. Do you remember that? Yes, and, I remember. Exactly and we, we ran into him, and he <laughs> when I like tapped him, he like turned around and looked at both of us, and we're like, oh. I'm like, what? And I, oh. It just always has to be like awkward tension and like always, stupid awkward jealousy. And I'm like, like I said, it's funny to me. I laugh at that shit because I mean, to me, it's entertainment. But I mean, I get why people like can be uncomfortable. But okay, going back to the whole toxic masculinity thing, we talked about like how it can come from parents and how it can be ingrained to you from like your parents or whatever. But I think what also needs to be talked about is how like your schooling and like how you were, what you go through during your schooling also shapes you. So when Mm -hmm. you're going through adolescence and you're going into high school, middle school, all that bullshit, let's just stick with high school. There's so many people who, I was on the basketball team. So Robert was such a cool guy. (laughs) There was a lot of it that was about like proving yourself like oh I'm better than him blah 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 blah. and you would think oh it's only in basketball but it was never just basketball it always goes to the next thing oh I'm better than you at picking up chicks oh I'm better than you at driving I'm better than you like you know like you always have to compete to be the best and like that whole like jockey douchey guy is a real thing yeah okay so that just reminded me of another story so I used to date this guy and he had a roommate um, that was a photographer and he was a very handsome 
handsome person so of course he was able to like pull a lot of girls whatever and it to him it was just sort of like a competition with himself like how many girls can i sleep with and i remember him telling me that um back in the day they used to just go out and see who can like get as many numbers or like sleep with as many people and i'm like that's just disgusting like the fact that i even dated someone who would say that but um that's just disgusting because it just shows that a lot of men don't value women and just see they see them as a commodity and just as a notch on your bedpost you know one of the large aspects of toxic masculinity is that they don't value women you know and um they don't appreciate them and i think acts of going out and trying to sleep with as many people as you can and get as many numbers as you can with no intention of furthering anything just shows how much men oh not men in general but a lot of men don't appreciate women and just see them as objects yeah for sure but i mean i think that that's like a game that both sexes play i've also heard of like girls like oh let me go out here and see how many guys i can like ghost you know like i think that that's what? just kind of our yeah I've, I've, heard, I've had that i've had girls be like oh like you're so cute da, 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 and then you go hit them up and they're like oh i was drunk <laughs> yeah but i mean i don't know if that's necessarily with the intention of ghosting you should might have just been wasted i'm just kidding <laughs> yeah i mean so i i get it i get that like you know going out and doing that is wrong and that's definitely on the lines of toxic masculinity but um i want to go back to my high school example um to, uh, I'm going to give advice to all those kids out there who are being picked on by like the cool kid or the jock and I'm like you might think that like oh he has everything he has all the girls he's this he's that just know that the reason why he's being that hyper masculine is because he feels like he is like missing something so at at the same time like just just keep this in mind and know that like wow i mean obviously he has something that i that he's jealous of so you're saying that it like stems from something deeper yeah it definitely stems from like something deeper like something like missing or like maybe maybe he feels like you know he's gonna be cool because he's picking on you so it shows that he's like stronger than you or whatever yeah but just be cool stand your ground i mean i would never say like fight but fight somebody put their hands on you shit it's kind of like reverse bullying i guess in a sense because it's it's like those people who are really mean and then when they are being honest about the way that they feel they're being mean not because they want to but because they're protecting themselves they feel like if i am not macho and if i'm not mean then everyone's gonna sit walk all over me and you know everyone's gonna make fun of me and i'm really insecure about that because i mean i'm sure that when a lot of these people who are toxic adults our kids they have other things that they want to do and they have other feelings and they have to learn how to ignore that and put that in the back of their head and of course that set, that creates a whole set of problems being an adult and i think that's where a lot of abusive relationships come into you know yeah for sure so i think that we should go ahead and start like talking about okay we've talked about toxic toxic masculinity and how it was like created and where it's from and like where it's rooted from and how you can possibly become one of those individuals but i think that it needs to be spoken about the fact that the reason why it's an issue is because it actually is dangerous so i think that the point where it becomes dangerous is okay so you were raised to like you know that like if you want a girl go get her macho blah 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 blah, and you finally do meet somebody and maybe she's not into you and maybe she Uh you know maybe she rejects you and maybe she you know just doesn't want anything to do with you because you're not used to that type of rejection and you haven't been taught to like emotionally 
you regulate your feelings, you don't know how to take it. So then all of a sudden, instead of like just being like, oh, okay, she's not into me, screw it, I'll go find somebody else who is, you take it to the next step. Oh, well, I'm going to make her into me. She oh, like yeah. So this is getting into the conversation of like domestic violence and rape. Yeah, I was thinking more of like domestic violence and like rape because then all of a sudden now you're stalking this girl. Why? Because oh, yeah, sure. because you know she she denied you and nobody ever denies you and you know she she will see that you know you guys how you're going to be together and that I feel like at that point it's dangerous and you're imposing on somebody else's life and I think like women you have to real recognize these signs because at that point you're in danger and you might not even know it Mm -hmm, for sure um i know that in a lot of cases of rape it's not even that the guy was horny and he wanted to have sex it's about being able to control someone being able to have that power to be like okay well you're not allowed to say no so i'm gonna do whatever i want because i can do that because i'm stronger than you i'm more powerful and i'm gonna exert my dominance over you by raping you so I mean, I can see that a lot, especially because like you see all the cases that are on TV, all these um, about all these guys who are like raping girls in college by roofing them. And I'm like, if you really had sex with someone, you would not want them to be limp. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's not <laughs> a, that's not attractive. That's not stimulating. So it's obvious that these men aren't doing this because they're sexually frustrated. They're doing it because, oh, you told me, no, I'm going to show you what I can do. Yeah, for sure. I think that, like, these individuals are the same people that, like, do things such as the Pulse shooting, which is really sad and really fucked up to say. But I think that this, that that was an individual who felt a certain way about gay people or maybe even himself. Maybe he was, he was gay and he was battling with that. He was, or he, not that he necessarily was gay, but I know that he was obviously a homophobic person but then there was something about on the news about him being involved in some type of gay behavior and so in turn he responded to the way he felt about it about his homophobia and probably possibly being homophobic by you know shooting up a nightclub yeah i don't think it was just that i think that like he probably also had the feeling of oh i'm supposed to be like masculine i'm supposed to be feel do like this i'm supposed to do like that and he probably has all these feelings and emotions and once again when you are raised a certain way to not show these or like learn how to regulate them then when you have them all at once you don't know what to do with it and that becomes yeah that becomes very very dangerous and 49 people ended up losing their lives because one guy didn't know how to you know come to come to not even that come to the terms that he might be gay and like what he might have to do to you know deal with that in his everyday life Mm -hmm. so i think that like that's when we have to start like dealing with this and recognizing it because these are the same individuals that are causing mass murders and causing mass shootings. Do you notice um, that it's almost never women? Yeah. Have you ever heard of a woman to commit a mass murder? Yeah, I've never heard of them. I mean, I've seen women on Snapped and shit, but I mean, not oh mass God, murders. <laughs> yeah, and I don't think that's any coincidence. Yeah, I mean, it just sucks because like. I I understand why it happens because like I said I'm a guy. I think that like women are blessed 
in a way where they can ex- like experience emotion and deal with it however they like. But then, you know, people turn that against us and they feel like we're not fit uh, managers and higher ups because we're too emotional. So it's like, of course, it is a blessing that we're able to express our emotions and feel emotion. But that becomes the defining characteristic of being a woman. And that hurts us in many other ways, just like in the workplace and education. Women aren't always seen as less, you know, God forbid the woman woman wants to be the provider in the relationship or not be a homemaker and have a life have a career women are looked down for not wanting to have kids while okay a guy doesn't have a kid because he wants to focus on his career then okay that makes sense but if a woman wants to do that oh something's wrong with her there must be something wrong no man wants you is that what the issue is so it, it does get turned against women to be seen as people who are emotional when in reality, I swear to God, men are more emotional than women. But that's not even the conversation. <laughs> no, I totally, I totally get where you're coming from. But I'm just coming from the aspect of the fact that you guys are able to express that and have your emotions and it still be respected. So, I mean, in terms of like a guy, I can tell you now, when you go to like, say, say I am dating a girl and for some reason she wants that macho, that macho masculine guy. And I say, yo, like, I don't like this or I don't like that. And I go to express my, my emotion. The one thing to can get me to cut that off real quick is, yo, why are you bitching? You sound like a bitch. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm like, all right, cool. Sure. So then I cut it off and I cut off all emotion at all. And then all of a sudden it's, why aren't you talking to me? What the fuck is wrong why with you? Why are you being so cold? Yeah, why are you being so cold? And it's like, okay, when I tried to like open up and let you in, I got responded with, oh, you're being a bitch. Yeah. So, I mean, the only way that this is going to be fixed in society is from for both genders to take accountability for their feelings and their actions and recognize that regardless of your gender, everyone is human. Everyone feels emotions. Emotions are necessary to carry out healthy interactions with other people. And it's okay to cry. It's okay to get a hug, you know? Yeah. I mean, okay, so you talked about um kind of being emotionless or raised to hide your emotions so how do you feel that's affected you in your adult life so <laughs> growing <Story> time i <laughs> know right me as a me as an individual i'm just gonna go ahead and get into like my overall background i am you already know this i am very black and white so when I say black and white like not racially yeah 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 <laughs> when I say black and white I just mean like uh, very one extreme or the other. So the idea of like emotion is a is a gray. So the issue with that is that it becomes that I sometimes have these emotions and like I said I'm very emotionally stable but when you are starting to like somebody or you're starting to date somebody or you're starting to have feelings for somebody that is not a normal emotion so on your normal everyday emotions I'm very good at handling them I'm very I have a very good grasp on it but all of a sudden you throw some like a little bit of sugar spice and everything nice (laughs) and I'm like oh shit you know that shit hits me you know oh shit shit and I'm like you start feeling emotions you're like Am I sick? What's wrong? <laughs> oh my like, god! I just Someone don't take my temperature. <laughs> I'm like, I don't understand what's going on. I don't know. I don't know who did this. And like, I think that that's where my emotional instability comes in because I'm like, um, people. So, in order to be in a relationship with another individual, you have to be vulnerable. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And I know I'm not good at being vulnerable just because. Like, like I said, I was I wasn't taught to to be that way. I wasn't taught to show my emotion. I wasn't taught to cry or whatever. So I think that it has stunted me in terms of my emotional growth. 
But now that I've like realized it and I've recognized it, I think that I'm starting to be able to like take the steps and like I'm noticing it now. Because the first yeah. thing you have to do is you're, notice I mean, it. You're definitely more emotion, more emotional now. I, I don't think I'm ever gonna like label you as an emotional person. But I mean, I, I am able to recognize your emotions, and that might also be because I know you so well. Um, I mean, you see me every day in in class, so. When we have class at 9 a.m. or 8 a.m., Robert is so <laughs> grumpy. And I have this running joke with everyone in class that you cannot talk to Robert before 2 p.m. I was like, I was like, he will bite your head off. But I was like, just wait until 2 p.m. He'll lighten up. I swear to God. And, you know, what do you know? He's laughing again. <laughs> He's laughing, guys. So I've obviously like just been able to see like that little bit of emotion from you, which I feel like maybe before you would just pass off and be like, oh, I'm not I'm not angry. I'm not mad. But now you recognize, yeah, I am a fucking grumpy ass person in the morning. And that's such a little thing, but it's a start. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think it's like those those little things that like, that's where you start to grow. That's where you start to like yeah. realize, okay, maybe I do feel something, you know, maybe I do. Yeah, and like sure. the, the, the real funny part is, is like, like I said, I'm very black and white. So say there's a situation with a girl. Uh, that situation is very great from jump. No matter whatever it is, it's great. I mean, like when when we met, it was gray. It's always it was it's always going to be gray with a girl, just because it's the idea of You're like, like just not sure. You're yeah, like, wait, what is this? It was well, it's just the idea of something could or you know something might happen, and you you're you're forming a bond with somebody who you know you don't know where where it might go. It could turn into something. So grays is very very com- just like uh, the emotion I have for that is confusing. I just don't know, like, well, when I, when I, well, the reason why I say black and white is because I feel like you're either with me or you're not, but you can't force somebody to make those type of decisions before they're ready. So it's, it's, it's real weird to, like, be dating somebody and maybe she's dating somebody else and they're, like, they're just keeping their options open and stuff like that. To me, that's like a... That's like a sign of like disrespect or that like maybe they don't yeah. they don't care about me as I much. That. And that's not what it is. It's just that when you're dating, that's what you're doing. You're dating. You're putting yourself out there. You're you're seeing your options and all that stuff. But at the same time, I'm sitting in the back like, I don't I know, know this bitch is not. I don't know. I, I totally agree with you. That's what dating is. But just for me personally, then I draw a very clear line. Do you know what I mean? Because I don't like not knowing how I can behave or what I can or can't do. I don't like that. Do you know what I mean? So if we're just dating, then I'm going to limit shit a lot because you're not going to get all of me right at once if you're out there seeing other people. And I'm the type of person where I date one person at a time. You know what I mean? I'm not like a multiple partner type of people, person, (laughs) people. Um, But you know what I mean? So yeah, I, I just really don't like that. But of course, that's just another conversation. Yeah, we already again. talked about dating in our in our last episode. Enough about dating, guys. Go ahead, check that out. Link in below. Link in my Just kidding. But um, like I said, overall, I, I'm realizing that I, I can be emotional. Not that I can be, that I am emotionally scented. And that, like, you know, I just have to go through life and I need to experience things. So... When I when I was younger, the way that I experienced things is that if it was hard or it was tough or it was gray, like I said, I would just cut it out. Mm-hmm. So yeah, instead of 
having to deal with it, you just shut it out. Yeah, yeah. So then that resulted in me like cutting off a lot of people out of my life. Like, you know, like, I mean, if you met me, uh, you know, not too long ago, I was looking for a reason. You yeah, give me a reason I and I am Robert. cutting mm-hmm. you out of my life. And I think that that was like a self-defense. It's a coping mechanism. Yeah, it was a self-defense mechanism. Ineffective coping. <laughs> <laughs> it was a self-defense mechanism for myself because I'm like, I just had the attitude of like, I don't want to put up with no bullshit. And I'm still the yeah. same way. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to put up with no bullshit. But at the same time, I have, I, I'm realizing that people are people. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, you have to take people as they are. And you have to have the emotional stability to deal with these situations. Why? Because they're going to happen all the time. That's what life is. Yeah. And I think another part of you um, being more emotional is being able to learn and accept the fact that pain is normal and being uncomfortable is normal you know what i mean so i think that before if you felt like any situation was going to cause you any discomfort or any pain you would cut it off because you're like i don't need that in my life but it's like you do need pain you need pain and you need to be uncomfortable you need hard times to appreciate the good times you know what i mean there's going to be things that are uncontrollable in your life that are going to happen you know and you're not going to be able to cut it out and if you don't have those little situations that are uncomfortable when that big situation comes that's uncomfortable you're not going to know how to handle it at all because you've cut out every every other situation in your life that's ever been trying you know and i think that those little moments where you would cut people out that would have built you to be a more sound person and a more stable person now not saying that you're not of course but you need to experience pain you have have to can't have the sunshine without the rain baby exactly (laughs) it's not always sunshine and butterflies yeah isn't that like a maroon five song you know (laughs) (laughs) um uh, and i'm just i've just learned that like a lot of all of this has to do with like balance so like I've realized that just because things might be going bad, that doesn't mean that things will be bad forever. And that just because, yeah, just because things are going good doesn't mean that things are going to be going good forever. I have a lot of tattoos that once again represent the yin and yang of life. And I think that like, that's just where people need to like keep their mindset and keep their head at is that, you know, if shit's bad, doesn't mean it's gonna be bad forever. If shit's great, Hey, watch it back. Cause it doesn't mean it's gonna be great forever, but it'll always balance out at the end. And I I want to keep I want to keep that in mind for all those people who might be getting bullied by that guy at school who is just a super jock and toxic and blah blah blah. Just he has bigger issues that are not even about you, and he's way more miserable than you, and he's only trying to make you feel shitty because misery loves company. Yeah, for sure. And I and for all those people that are in school and are like, oh, maybe it ends here. There's shitty people all the time. I I still deal with toxic masculinity at my own fucking job just because that's just like I said once. That's ingrained Put a in you. Man in a managerial position, Lord. <laughs> once that, once that's ingrained in you, it's very, very hard to like take out. And I think that not enough people do enough self reflection to realize, oh shit. I mean, if you if you hear this and the bullets are pat 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 shooting you, then take a seat and it's be the like, shoe fits. <laughs> take a seat and be like, yo, maybe they're talking about me, and maybe I need to so, reevaluate. <laughs> It's a natural, it's a natural thing. And I think that once you're able to sit back and reevaluate yourself, you realize, oh shit, maybe I shouldn't be doing that. And maybe I did have problems like that. But at the same time, it's not too late to change. I mean, you have to, you have to recognize the problem before you can change. 
Yeah. Wow, Robert. Look at you with your words of wisdom. That's my dog. My, my dog is just, you know, giving me all the, all the wisdom juice. Robert has felt very inspired by this topic. <laughs> I'm just, I've, I know that this is a topic that can, like, cause change and create change. So I think that, like, this is one of the reasons why we made this podcast is because we want to have those conversations that move things forward. Mm-hmm. Like, we want to inspire change. We want to inspire openness and accepting other people, you know? I, we don't need to push people away. We don't need to feel like everyone has to be the same because everyone's not going to be the same. And the only way that we as a society are going to grow is if we realize that people are different, people are going to be different, and it's okay. And it's okay. And it's okay day. for men to cry. It's okay for men to be vulnerable. There's nothing wrong with that. And it's okay for women to be unemotional and to be the providers, to switch roles. Like, I don't believe in gender roles, and I'm really happy that our generation is kind of getting rid of that, you know? Yeah, I mean, if you really thought about it, if we were all the same, it would be really boring. So, I mean, if you're weird, fucking stay weird. I mean, love it. I'm weird. So, just just say fuck it to all the fucking haters and be like, there's only one you. So, I mean, if you aren't going to be you, then who else is going to do it? What's the point? Nobody. <laughs> and that's the Zoe's line. I see you. I see you. Um, but I think that we pretty much got the message out that we wanted to get across. We got to the fucking point, We got guys. to the motherfucking point. <laughs> and um, we just want you guys to know that, like, this is our... All these get to the fucking points and all of our podcast topics is the start of a conversation. We don't ever want to feel like, you know, we're preaching at you or we're telling you how you have to feel. These are just our opinions, guys. Yeah, always... mean nothing. <laughs> always feel free to, like give us your opinion and let us know what you're thinking because that's why we're here. That's why we're doing it. I mean, I'm not sitting here, you know, going through all this vulnerable shit and, you know, have, no realizing that there's so many people that are going to see this to, to, you know, not... All the girls that Robert's talking about are going to be like, wait, hold up. <laughs> I'm not sitting here going through that and explaining my experience just because, you know, I want to, I want to know where you guys came from and what made you who you are. And if you are dealing with this or you're, you feel like you have experience with this, give us, give us your story, comment in it in the comments below, you know, and you know, you have no idea. Your story can help somebody else. Exactly. For sure. We want to start the conversation. <coughs> Tell us what you guys think about toxic masculinity. Tell us about your experience with it. Of course you can um, send us an email. Um, if you want to, our email is the official RB podcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram at the official underscore RB and on Twitter. We don't really use it, but I mean, if you want to, it's there. <laughs> um, and then my personal Instagram is brvtt. And my personal Instagram is Rob Bates. So that's R O B B A T E S S. So two B's, two S's. I know it's fucking extra. I get it. <laughs> but we really appreciate you guys. You know, if you made it all the way down to this part of the podcast, you are a true supporter. Make sure to like, you know, give us a thumbs up on YouTube because that will really help us. It shows us that you guys are liking the content and, you know, what we're doing is actually reaching you. And for all those people who might not be on YouTube, we are on your Spotify. We're on Apple, we're on Stitcher, we're on all the streaming platforms. Make sure you leave a comment or a review. That's what it is. A five-star review. That really helps us. Let's get up in those charts, you know. (laughs) Tell your friends, too, y'all. Tell your (laughs) friends that you have a cool podcast that you listen to and that they should listen to it, too. For sure. Thank you so much, guys, for sticking around. This is episode five of R&B Podcast, and we'll see you next week. Hey, adios. Bye.